seeing him as this like outright bully is just it's nice. It, it's enjoyable. And he's and very so much good so. at it. Yeah. Like, he's just would... so good at being bad. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. And here we go. Take ass. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Uh, yeah. The joyous, the joyous uh, era mouth sounds, courtesy of one Marcus J. Um, how's everybody feeling? It's a great day. Happy new school year to some of y'all. Yeah. Uh, you made yeah. it. Um, I'm proud of you. You made it. You did it. Um, and to those who have either started for a week, a happy belated. Um, but it's a great time. Things are, there's the feeling of a newness in the air. A yes. waft of yes, you know, just some good stuff happening. Hope everybody is doing well. Did today. you say a waft? I did say a waft. Yeah, um, yeah a waft. Trying a waft. to right. trying to expand my vocabulary. Wow. Um, Get your shit off. I'm trying to, but but we have a great show for you. We are going to talk about a couple of really good streaming movies. Um, but before we do that today, we got to make sure that everybody is thoroughly invited into this space. And I'm going to kick it on over to a one Marcus Blackula Destin. Um, Marcus, how you feeling? Like black Dracula. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. No, I'm feeling good. It's this weekend was long, you know, with moving. It's my first move in as a, Student services employee. You did it. And then today mm-hmm. was very overstimulating with everybody on campus, but <laughs> we are we are you made here it here and we're ready to pod. That's that's what counts. That's what counts. Remember, I, pod yep. daddy. What new new semester alien invasion will be here, right? Yeah, no yep. matter what. Yeah, that's right. Did you did you work a 12 hour day? We're we're gonna be Ooh, here. Right. We're gonna 16. be we're gonna be here. Yeah. Um can't yeah. stop, won't stop. P. Can't Diddy stop. said it best. That's can't stop, want to stop, won't stop. Diddy. Right. Can't stop. Maybe we should stop. Won't stop. Can't <laughs> stop me now. Queen. And I got it. <laughs> and we also have to kick it on down. 201 Sierra 15. Brian Roush. It's me. Brian, how you feeling? I'm feel I'm feeling great. Uh, we are very much in the swing of school things. I, I got two kiddos, and we're Ooh. just getting into the pattern and getting into a new a new normal. So any parent that knows switching up the schedule, like because kids love having that certainty, yeah. they, right? They love it. So yeah, we just tossed all that out last week. So now we're getting used to the new normal. And part of the new normal though, is I have like time to myself now from like three to five. So I was able to catch up on, on watching day shift. So that was a direct benefit here. I actually watched it with my youngest eight, my my eight month old. Uh, He loved the vampires. That's good. That's good. That's a good, that's a good vibe. Right. The Doug, how are you? I'm also living that life, Brian. Um, I also have two kids that pre uh, one started preschool today. One started kindergarten on Friday last week. So I get it. So we are, we are in the throes of it, but you know what? I always appreciate this time of year. It's an exciting time. Um, but you know, it's, it's definitely like 
for those who don't have children, imagine if for like your entire life you believed <laughs> that the grass was blue. <laughs> And then just one day, people were like, no, motherfucker, it's green now. Like, we just changed it up, and you have to, like, it'll blow your mind, except you can't quite express how you feel about it. It'll blow your mind. That's what it's like to be a toddler. Um, (laughs) It's true. It really would. I should have some kids. You, you, hold on. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Everybody else is talking about kids stuff. Just, I want to talk uh, about some kids stuff too. I mean, well, you can you can borrow be one, borrow one of mine look, before you go having your look, own. Yeah. August. Oh, yeah. Look, August. Yeah. This is it. This is the last month of summer. If it's like the Sunday, it feels it's like if if Sunday were a month, it's August. Like you yes. know, mm-hmm. the party's mm-hmm. gonna right. stop soon. You know, yep. in a good. month, we are on that like trajectory where it's just it's like good. it's all holidays yep. all the time. And so it's like, I'm just trying to enjoy it right now. And, and that's what I'm focused on. But like, man, we have two weeks. I don't want to We're on our way. That's right. Gentlemen, this is a good time. August being Sunday is such a, it's true. (laughs) It really is the best analogy that I've heard in a while. Yeah. That's really cool. Someone said it and it resonated with me. I was like, yeah, it's like Sunday feeling with summer. Okay, I gotta do that. I'm gonna have to go and get presents at some point. Yep. Like it's all the my wife's already holiday shopping. Like god it's it's over, folks. It. Not and that's and look, that's not a goddamn it directed at Maggie Roush. That's <laughs> no, that's no, that's that's a goddamn it directed really quickly. <laughs> Can we talk just for a second? Yeah, get this shit every, off. Get every, my wife's every, name. Every, <laughs> keep my wife's name out. <laughs> um Oh God, Brian's gonna come up to my house he's and slap, slap me. You. No, I'm yep. not. And he's as he's driving me. away, he's gonna no. be like, "Keep my wife's name," <laughs> and I love it. That's no, fine. I she disowned this. me. Um, but here's the thing: Halloween. <laughs> can you just keep your fucking shit to your fucking self for a minute? What, wait, like, what do you mean by that? It's showing up in stores, Brian. Yeah, people Halloween stuff showing up, it, Brian. It's not it's September time. yet. It's not time. We have conservatively two months to prep for this, and we don't need to do it. Like Brian, I will be the first to tell you (laughs) that Doug, when I was working at the desk, if I played Christmas music in November, or like switch the radio station over to get in the mood because there's no Thanksgiving music, there's no songs about pillaging, no like. Native American oh, families oh, man. and bringing smallpox over. Oh, so you'll try to, you'll try to like. That, that happened. <laughs> I mean, so, but like, we hey, won't like, have it. He doesn't nope. have it. No. Okay. No, like, but Doug, in defense, in defense of, in defense of Halloween Eve. I mean, like, Jack it's just Skeleton a store, though. It's not like everybody's decorating for Halloween right now. But it's just like, uh, right? It's a spirit Halloween that popped up, right? That's my guess. Well, I just keep seeing, like, Halloween candy in the store. And I just want everyone to be oh. aware, as a resident candy expert, I don't okay. have the credentials, but I feel like I have the experience. But <laughs> well, if you buy you that Halloween candy now, um, it's going to go bad. Like there's no oh, yeah oh yeah it's how not do how do Halloween decoration stores like Spirit Halloween stay open? I don't know. I mean, how do they, they survive the year? They oh they're owned by they have to be owned by somebody else that has other seasonal business because they pay their employees like dirt cheap. They like barely can staff the store. They put everything on discount all the time. Like it's actually it's and like and you're done. Like nobody cares because it's October thirty first. You're done. Nobody cares. Did you all know that there is a? Yep. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. 
Thank you. Roman in the Patreon chat. The Make Patreon. sure to sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. That way you can chat with us but, and let us know how you fall on this. If you think it's too early should. for Halloween. You should. What's the know. earliest you can play? What's the earliest you want to see decorations? Because 4th of July stuff creeps For Halloween? In. Well, any holiday. Is it just Halloween or do you feel the same way about 4th of July? I would Easter? say. I would say. 4th of July is weird. So I'm going to set 4th of July and put him in his own little container. People have made it synonymous with summer, which that's 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 the deal. That's and that's why I'm like, it's hard to say, because I would say you could start 4th of July decorating. My general rule is a month before the holiday is destined to be celebrated is when we can start seeing decorations and things start to roll out like that. That to me is acceptable, Mm, which is why the Thanksgiving stuff doesn't bug me there are some folks who they get really into the spirit of thanksgiving and so that next day they take down their they put away their their pilgrim shit and they get out their cat no their wait a Christmas minute stuff, nobody and decorates that's fine. for thanksgiving <laughs> nobody, nobody decorates for thanksgiving nobody in their well, reasonable mind decorates for thanksgiving Brian, that's not true my grandmother would have a reef or really? something yeah it's, i respect it's, your it's, grandmother so i take more... this bag <laughs> It's I, more, you know what? It, it's more fall colors than it is Thanksgiving. That's, no, 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 that's my point. That's oh, my okay. Point. Like okay. it's like it's fall and harvest. Like uh, nobody still, has a giant a inflatable turkey, turkey they do, on their though. front yard. They do though. Oh, they, are you yeah. serious? They do. Not my grandparents, but there is a turkey wreath <laughs> or there's something colorful. Really? Yeah, and there's people Brian. who buy the turkey. Brian yeah. Ro- Roman in the chat is saying his family decorates for Thanksgiving. Bro, Brian, I'm, yeah, I'm getting yeah. put in my place. Also, here. Brittany deck. I mean, we put up like pumpkins and like like harvest oriented right. things. It is not right. specifically pilgrim oriented. However, <laughs> I have been this close to purchasing a turkey really? inflatable for my yard because yeah. I'm that guy on but the just, street. But just put that towards like December decorations. Just don't buy the turkey. Just get like I've never understood putting a turkey, an inflatable, putting Santa in your front yard, a little bit different. Fat white man, get your shit off. But (laughs) the turkey in your front yard that you're going to eat for Thanksgiving seems very, I don't know, I'm a carnivore. We're going to eat you. You see this? You see this happy go lucky motherfucker? Yeah, you know like nobody up. and stop making smiling turkey decorations. No turkey's excited to get their ass ate like for <laughs> and people into that. Um wow, wow this took a turn. <laughs> I, yeah, I apologize. Right, I held the Romans in this car. I apologize. Yeah, that's enough of that. That's let's enough. let's pivot on over to, to Romans Millions this week. Also, um, yes. what, what does Juneteenth celebrations look like? like five years from now because they're trying <laughs> their hardest is there an inflatable black fist in the front like that's what honestly I'm in 10 oh. years in 10 years i would not be surprised not saying it's yeah like, in the best of like intent like of effect <laughs> but could, like well intentioned see, but terrible my neighbor beth buying a black inflatable fist trying to be supportive and they I sell it see, at walmart i could see i could oh, see yeah. the big like hey Buy these uh, prominent black figure window mm-hmm. clings to yes. put up in your front window. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, I got Frederick yeah. Douglass. Like, and yeah. it's just stuff that's like weird. 
instead of like a fall reef, it's a reef made of broken chains of like breakout for freedom for this Juneteenth. Honestly, I like that's offensive, right? But mm-hmm. like I would believe that would pop up in Hobby Lobby. Oh, for sure. Like, all the was like, yeah. can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. They sent me yeah. a picture, I'd be like, well, it's Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There'll be a bunch of you like TikToks about how to make your own dashiki from like the stuff that you have in your house. <laughs> a five, like a five minute craft for dashiki. That's yeah. ridiculous. But but here's <laughs> the thing. It's gonna happen. You know it's someone's gonna, gonna do it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> if Nancy Pelosi and her oh crew my can kneel in fucking uh, oh in, uh, what you, uh, um, God, the, 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 the scarf, I forgot the name of the uh, cloth. Um, cloth. Uh, I don't uh, remember Kente, what Kente the cloth was. Kente, yeah. Kente, Kente cloth. Then, yeah, that's, that's man. Kind of yeah. I, I've I wonder, been, oh, gosh, I was so really... aware I was white that day. And I was <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, you know who's going to have a really hard time with all of this? Joe Magliello, he's gonna have a really hard time with it. He's, he's got a battle he's on his hand. Shit. He's got to sort this he's shit got out. A battle on his hands. But he's... gentlemen, we have another round of Romans millions to play. Mm-hmm. So let's turn it over to catch that quotable. I was waiting for Marcus. I was waiting for Marcus oh, to sing a song. No, because you did it last week. Catch that quote. Thank you. I was. I was waiting. I, I didn't know if I needed to say something. Oh, Brian, nope, I was I ready. Just, I was, this is a three-way. Okay, that's a thruple. A that's thruple a way to. That's song. a way to look it's at true. it. Symphony um, is a thruple theme song. For so, gentlemen. Roman, for those just listening, Roman has put some money on the line to donate to Thank a you, charity Roman. of Thank our you, choosing. Um, you, it's a segment we call Roman's Millions, but it's a repurposed, um, a repurposed mm-hmm. catch that quotable. So this week we have a quote, and uh, it's not a long one. Oh. But gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? I'll have me. I'm right. ready. It doesn't count as a plan if it takes you longer to say than it does to think up, Jerry. It doesn't count as a plan if it takes you longer to say than it does to think up, Jerry. Jerry. And I just want to be very clear. Jerry is spelled with a J. Okay. So I automatically I'm thinking this is the Tom and Jerry movie that we watched. Oh, that's interesting because neither one of them speak. So I was just about to say that. They don't so, talk. But it could have been somebody speaking to Jerry. As he, okay. you know, that's the joke is he's mute. As a cat, that's yeah, and but they're Tom's trying to get the, him to Tom's spit it out. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> Disregard. I thought I it was. Know. I thought it was Jerry Maguire. There's a part of me that that thinks never this it. is Jerry Maguire, and I'm ice cold. So, <laughs> so is he ice cold, that, or is ice cold for me? I don't know, but it's <laughs> one either of us way. Is, one of us is ice one cold. Of us we got is, an ice cold emoji. Ice cold. Ice cold, Roman, since you're in the chat, start. can you give us a hint? It's going um, to get us, us on the right path. Two dollars. No, cost us two dollars. Do the hint cost us two? Did no. we make that an official rule, or I'm did just, you say that? Marcus it, is I, way off. I might be close. Oh, what, Marcus. Who, is, okay, got it. You, you. What was your guess, Doug? Mine was Jerry Maguire. Because it feels like again, when I saw Jerry with a J, I was like, "This is Jerry. This has got to be Jerry Maguire." I agree with Jerry Maguire. I, I mean, I'd back up Jerry Maguire. All right, so we locking that Jerry in. Maguire. All right, oh, it's been a while since I've seen it. No Let's do it. Okay, well, it. Could have made eight dollars. <laughs> Could have made eight dollars. Uh, now we probably get nothing. Oh, you're probably right, Marcus. Yeah, well, well, coming in. Clutch. Maybe a shot from the hip here. 
This is from the God damn it. Oh fuck. This is from the movie Four Brothers, directed oh, by John Singleton. Oh um, my god. Starring Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese, um, Andre Benjamin, Garrett Headland, and Terrence Howard. Um, yeah, it doesn't count as a plan if it takes you longer to say than it does think up, Jerry. All right. Well, now I'm gonna have to look which one of them thinks it up. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I, I do remember crying watching that movie, though. Okay. That was, a, that was a 2000s movie, wasn't it? It was indeed. Was it 2005? Was it was 2005 on the month. No, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good year. Good year. This, movies. this was not. Yeah. Um, this was a movie. Brian, you know how like um, you know that how Van Helsing was for you that this was. Yeah, that, that was this. This was that movie for me. Like really? where this was, was this was played on like a cable network? Oh, it for was sure. Yeah, it was absolutely How played on the cable this, network. Maybe sure. like FX, but like it was definitely yeah. played yeah. on the cable network. And I I read it. Uh, yeah, I I watched it. I almost said that this was an all black cast, but it definitely has Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> it is. Black yeah, brother. Mark Wahlberg is definitely in it. Um, very, but it's still yeah. a very good movie. It has it has Andre three thousand in it. I feel like it's one of does those it really? Yeah, yes. it does. Andre three thousand is one of the brothers. Tyrese is one of the brothers. Yeah, this is all off the top of my head. Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yep. And um, oh god, what's the guy who plays uh Mordo? Mordo. Um. Oh, uh, we owed for? Yes, he is the bad guy in this movie. He's the antagonist. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I might have my weekend plans because it's free on Pluto. You've never TV. seen you've never seen this before, Brian. I, I think have never seen it. this before. I think you'll enjoy it, 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 it is playing on VH1 soon. By the enjoy way, it. as we record this podcast, <laughs> oh, VH1 is definitely where they played this. Where oh, they played this. really? And now that you say that, that's probably where I watched Mother it. Father. Yeah. I love how things Mother get censored father. on like on cable. Like my favorite is the big Lebowski because if you've ever seen the big oh, Lebowski, geez. I don't know how they ever got away with sh one showing that movie with the level of cuss words that are in it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. two, what they converted it to is just so hilarious. So oh, yeah. there's a scene where John Goodman says like, <laughs> you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. He says that while he's beating up somebody's car. <laughs> And then, he's, and then he see that when they sense it on TV, it's see what happens when you take a stranger to the Alps. Like it's just not, <laughs> it's not even remotely close. Um, oh, I even replace that. That's I don't advanced. know. I don't know. Um, well, Jeez. he got us again, Roman. Uh, well done. You're ten dollars richer this week. Roman, you but are, next time, you, eh? you hold on to that one. So, um, but we'll get you. We'll get. Can you we talk one. about? Prometheus for a second. You can absolutely talk Prometheus, about Prometheus. the 2012 alien Marcus, film. Marcus, really quickly, are you absolutely. also simultaneously in a online poker game right now? Because it <laughs> those glasses are yeah, incredible, these, these but also throwing me. It's like, yeah, it's, these, it's these, these are the glasses that I bought from the gas station as soon as I got off the plane. Doug came and picked me up. <laughs> it was random. Wow. It's like, can we stop and grab something to eat? I was like, oh, yeah. And I yeah. had heartburn, so I bought Tums. <laughs> That's the age gap that we're playing with. Um, <laughs> and Marcus is like, yep, I got some food. He's like, oh, these look nice. And then just like, "That's that was it. We got them. That was it. I love it. I wanted I something it. for moving and that was a little funky, but then I ended up buying two other pair of glasses. Anyway, nothing story. wrong with that. Um, Prometheus. Yeah. I just want to talk about it briefly. Has everybody seen Prometheus? I have not, but you go I, right ahead. I have really? 10 years ago. I did not realize. So when, when I watch movies, and I do feel like movies like Dune will be like this. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, 
any of those movies with spectacular graphics, like I'll just say Dune is kind of the mark, right? Yeah, so, the visuals. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. They, the Dennis, the Dennis me, Villeneuve Nueves of the world. So Dune, yes. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner, like, yes, uh, that's another yeah. great example. Um, for me, Prometheus was that back then. Okay. Um, and there was nothing really, I guess they kind of used more practical effects. There was nothing really mm-hmm. special effecty about it. Although the planet, the way that they designed the planet and the ships, I think were really, really done well. Um, but Prometheus is a good movie. And I don't know if it's if it's referenced back to enough of how much of a thriller it is using what the information that we know about aliens. Like, you know, it's a movie. I didn't right. know that that movie was about aliens before I watched it, not aliens oh, really? like the green people, okay. but aliens like the black aliens, like aliens, yeah, like from aliens. Alien like, the movie. I didn't know that the movie had any correlation with each other. Didn't yes. I'd never put two and two together huh. until like the okay. end credit scene, and I was like, "Hey, that head looks oddly familiar. What the <laughs> fuck is that?" Uh, wow, and what so, a feeling for you! Oh, it was it was incredible. I was watching it, and I was That's like, amazing. "Man, first of all, uh, the entire time I'm thinking like, okay, it's one of those movies where everybody's the bad guy. It's the rich. I mean, everybody's yeah. fucking yeah. rich. You take yeah. this super big ass ship that they are uh, able to, you know, they went on this mission just because for shits and giggles. Like, it okay, certainly feels I, it. Yeah. Well, and the the subplot, well, main plot of Wayland, the father trying to extend his life, and Charlize Theron, the 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 daughter, just trying to like they're trying to find a way to cheat death, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so right. I wouldn't be able no, to. No, I was double checking with Marcus. Oh, sorry, say it again. Sorry. No, like because like the subplot is like Waylon, Charlize Theron's dad is like, I'm old and I'm trying to find something to live past guess, my old age. Yes, yes, he was trying to find a cure. I never put two and two together that Waylon was Charlize Theron's dad. Gotcha. Because her oh, last name okay. was Vicar. Something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would need to watch it again. It was kind of, I'm not saying that that's that that you're wrong, I'm just saying like I was trying to figure that out the whole time, and it was one of those things in the plot where I was kind of like, What the fuck is going on? Like, who is she? (laughs) Because she was jealous of of the robot android who's blonde Magneto, and then she was like, Michael Fassbender. I don't know, it was it was a lot going on, but I feel like it was really good cast. That was one thing that I wanted to say, eat yourself, but pretty much everybody who's in an MCU movie. Was almost in this. Half this cast is people yeah. who are yeah. Idris Elba, um, Charlize Ther- yep. um, Theron, yeah, Theron, Theron, and uh, Wong, uh, yep. who plays Wong, um, right. is also in this movie as well. Huh. But it was just good. The alien design was good. Everything was good. I'm gonna watch part two. Has anybody seen part two to this movie? There's a part two. It's Alien Covenant. So when I Google, I, I have uh, not. I Prometheus forgot that existed. Two. So what's funny is I Googled Prometheus 2 because I was like, this had to have had a sequel because I feel like it did pretty well in the box office. Yeah. I Googled Prometheus 2 and Alien Covenant pops up immediately. Huh. I guess that they all collide into each other. I just didn't know that. I just wanted to say Prometheus is a good movie. I don't know why we don't have more movies with lore like that. Where did you watch this at, Marcus? It was Amazon. I think no, Hulu. It was all of them are on Hulu. Oh, okay. Except for Alien Covenant. You got to pay for that on Amazon Prime. Do you really? Yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. think if you have a Hulu, I'm I'm just double checking. We'll keep oh, talking. Free- but if you have Hulu, I think you have the premium Hulu. Oh, no. Oh. It did not. It did not bring it to. No. Yeah. I oh. think you, I think I think Marcus is right. You got to pay for that. Oh, damn. Huh. That's typically how it goes. 
So just I just I didn't know if anybody had thoughts on that. I'm still in this predator alien thing, and I'm just kind of I watched it because I want to know more about the lore of these two. Yeah. Um, I am Roman. I am uh <laughs> Marcus. Are you still in a deep dive of the predator alien universe? I absolutely am. I've watched Predators with an S. I watched Predator. <sighs> I did not watch Predator 2. I watched the one with um, I was about to say Don Cheeto. Jesus Christ. I watched the one with um Glover. <laughs> with, with a very different movie. Danny Glover. Danny yeah. Glover. AVP. I watched this one. I guess I'm done with Predator and now I'm on to um Alien, the Alien side of things. Okay. So, okay. Wow. Yeah, Everybody's I and, and I take I wanna for anybody that's listening to this, like I want to do an alien rewatch. I'll get Hulu. It's super weird. Like they have the add on. So if you yep. Google it and you're like, I want to watch Alien, you're like, you can watch it at Hulu if you pay for the stars add on. And you're like, no, I I don't I don't do that. I no. don't need to do that. So yeah, you're better off trying to find them for like two or three bucks on Amazon. Okay. Good to know. That's mm-hmm. I've I'm very excited. Okay. Okay. Roman, you're gonna have to share this to it with us. Oh because shit. I'm very drop the link. Please. I'm very <laughs> we would be excited to dive into. That's very much our because shit. I thought that so is it that the aliens sorry, Cut. we got two movies to get into. Last question. No, you're good. Is you're it fine. is it that the aliens bred? I mean, is it that the predators bred the aliens for hunt? I know that, right? Okay. At least but, on Earth, that's my understanding. Yeah, right. So, what is the reasoning that the how did the aliens get here? I guess, and why did the big Prometheus white albino aliens want to kill the humans? I haven't gotten so. To watch alien I remember papers. this in Prometheus. There's like in the background. There's like some plan that they're gonna release. They it's like a yes. lab. They yes. land at a lab. That's it's what a, this it's is. It's a war or something because they didn't experiment on their own. They weren't dumb enough right. to experiment on their own planet. And like there's a, a there, somebody makes a line or alludes to the fact they're like, oh, well, they're coming for Earth. So it it almost like my hmm. interpretation of it was like this medical, like this biohazard facility was like a military hmm. research thing to take over Earth or like other planets. Oh, so like that's over it. Got it. Like, yeah, to attack okay. other planets, uh, like with a bioweapon. Um, okay. And if you think about it, like an alien, the alien, we don't, I don't, xenomorph. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Very yeah, efficient yeah. at killing humans. Mission accomplished. Y'all did it. You just got yourself in the process. But it wasn't supposed to do that though, right? Because it wasn't supposed to breed with the big albino alien. Right, right. And like and I think that's how we get the. Okay. Anyway, we'll yeah, finish. I think it like it's an intelligence you know bump or do? something. Yeah. We, we should go back and we should watch like either the original like Ridley Scott like. Oh, Alien. I would watch. I would watch original Alien in a heartbeat. We should go back and watch mm. original Alien and just try to see if we can answer some of these questions. <laughs> Marcus, I think you bring up a very valid point of like, where else do you get this kind of lore? Like yeah. built around a movie, not mean, directly like, addressed. That's the and this ties into the the two movies we watch, right? Because here's my tie in. Rather, I enjoy movies that kind of give me lore without giving me lore. Oh sure, sure. like John Wick gave me a lot of shit I, in there. I was, I was just like, about to give that as an example, and Br- Bright, Bright did that. Remember Bright that Will did that. Yeah. Bright did yes. that, and I really so, liked that too. And and Predator Predator does it over the span of fuck what 
five movies without I mean, addressing anything. They just build on it. It's kind of like all the directors have respect for the previous film and they go back and watch it and yep. add a little bit to it each time. Yep. And the thing is, is like you can this can be a critique as well as a praise. But the thing that stands out to me is the Predator films, whether you like them or not, the whoever was directing them, they're like, this is the vision. We're yeah. going to make a good movie. Right. And then we're going to fill in the lore or the, the story parts and, and have it work. Yes. And like it doesn't always work. But I feel like if you want to make a good movie, all that stuff's going to fall into place, yeah. um, you know. But yeah. just paying attention, but yeah. just predator movies like no, like alien versus predator. If you mm-hmm. take those out, there are five of them total. Yeah. But that's five. if you take the alien versus ones out and you and set then once them aside. you do alien versus predator, that was the first time that they're mentioned together. Right. Yes. Right. So then I you just yeah. added an entirely different lore. Yes. So it's kind of incredible to think about. Sorry, I'm just I was just you in know, a fine. Hole. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I was. Yeah, and I feel like Dark Horse did a like the comic book company did a whole Alien Predator um, comic book run too. Mm, yeah, okay. well, yeah, um, and these were Fox. These were 20th Century Fox releases, um, as far as I can tell. I'm pretty sure. So I, yeah. I mean, um, Roman Meyer says my guess is that they are already planning a movie that takes place before oh, Prey. Oh, I told Maybe you. Maybe because of the pistol she was given. Right. I agree. That yep. they're going to I think that now is with with us living in a world where every movie is a universe, every character has a universe. Right. Now's the time for you to like get your shit off and tie everything together at this well, point. And I believe the other thing is that I like about that is that like and we said this when we did Prey, and this will be last thing we say before we kind of get into the movies we're supposed <laughs> to watch. But like you what a formula take predator dump into time period make fight like yeah a hundred percent yeah predator versus pirates predator versus pirates predator versus samurais oh my gosh i mean yeah predator Predator versus versus, yeah everything yeah they should just do a whole series called predator versus and it's just they they pick something and have it fighting i mean like 20th century fox is owned by disney so all i'm saying is avengers versus the aliens or the predators is is something in the realm of possibility not saying i'm championing that but just like fast and and dinosaurs and jurassic park that i do not that i do not I would watch I don't I don't want to go there. They've already been to space. Might as well do dinosaurs. Well do dinosaur. You ever seen two black brothers on a dinosaur? Oh, That's God. the dialogue. And I That's, hate it. No, thank you. No, anyway, thank you. Luda. Only if Tyrese could see. Um Luda. gentlemen, we <laughs> have a very special films of black and white double feature where we decide to try to take on two movies this week rather than just our typical one and they are both netflix movies so we are going to talk about the netflix movie uh day shift first Mm -hmm. and then we we will pivot on in to our second one i'm gonna just as a heads up take a little bit more of a bad seat didn't get a chance to watch this one so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna predominantly let my uh esteemed colleagues uh handle the discussion of this one so brian or marcus would either one of you want to give us a synopsis of the movie day shift okay you okay no brian doesn't want it okay i got it so basically you have jamie fox's character bud who is a secret what this is what i didn't know secret undercover vampire hunter um who 
you hunt a vampire, you get their fangs, you get money for the fangs, depending on what's the worth and what's the value. Vampires exist, and only, I guess, a few people know that, although they run around in daylight at some points throughout the movie, and but, I just didn't understand that part. They run around like crack fiends, like drug addicts, <laughs> and in the middle of the day. Oh, so wait, I know exactly, yeah, okay. So, so, you, so he hunts them down, but he used to be a part of this union, but he violated too many codes, and he got kicked out of this vampire union that you know, basically paid a lot of money when you went to go hunt vampires. And he had to get part back part of the union by help of by way of Snoop Dogg because he's gonna lose his family because he needs ten thousand dollars specifically to yep. pay for braces and uh the house and some other shit, like ten thousand dollars specifically, and he can only get that amount of money through um the union. So he's going to the union, they put they bring him back on like some you know preliminary rules where he's gotta have a field. Um, he's got to have somebody with him all the time, like a, okay. like a desk jockey with him all the time who knows the codes by heart because he's really his boss is really trying to get him and cowboys like him out of the union. OK, so he goes and uh, David Franco. Is that Dave Franco? That's Dave, Dave Franco. Franco. I didn't want to Dave say the wrong Franco. I like how you said no, David. Like he, everybody just says, calls him Dave Franco. But you're like, but one David. His mama Franco. named him David. Yeah. So Dave. Uh, Dave Franco is the person that's at the desk where he knows the codes, but he's not really built for the field life. But he's learning all these things okay. from Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox yep. is willing to do whatever to get his family back. So they go on this big hunt. There's this lady who's bad. Her name is Val. I don't know. She's kind of forgettable enemy, but um, yeah. she she was this big bad vampire who's buying up the valley, and she wants all the vampires to live together and all this other stuff so they can regain the take the top and have humans under their control again. Yep. And so basically, she Jamie Foxx in the beginning of the movie kills Val's daughter, who's this old lady. He didn't know okay. that. So Val wants revenge, hunts Jamie the entire movie. Uh, Dave Franco ends up spoiler alert ahead of time um ends up becoming a vampire it's a whole thing and then they end up fighting val and that's the movie is it is it is it heather or is it val heather probably okay i wanted I, to just make sure because i just seeing, made that i made Val up. you are totally fine i wanted yeah. to give everybody i'll i'll run <laughs> down the cast for everyone real quick That'd be um awesome. so jamie fox plays bud jablonski Dave yeah, Franco yeah. plays Seth. Natasha Lou Bordizzo plays Heather. Megan Good plays Jocelyn Jablonski. Carla Souza plays Audrey San Fernando. Steve Howie plays Mike Nazarian. Um, other people are in this. Then Snoop Dogg <laughs> plays Big John Elliott. Other, other and Peter, Peter Stormare plays Troy. Those are sort of your big bills. What I'm very curious about is this character, Heather. You know how uh, I want you to do this, Doug? Yes. If I can, if Please. I can kind of guide you in this. Please. I want you to ask questions. I would love to ask I questions. I, I want you to just look at this movie, look at the poster, <laughs> and I want you to ask questions well, that you would have about a movie like this to me and Brian, and we'll answer it the best way. Can I can. ask you my first question? Is Absolutely. this a comedy? Is this an action? Like, what is this? Yes. Because it seems to me like it is a Venn yes. diagram it's of yes. a little the bit horror, yes. a little bit action, a little bit comedy, and right yes. there in the middle, right where my nose is, that's where that's where this movie is. Yes. So okay. it it okay. you know what you know I'll say for me it it's very much comedy because I feel like a lot of this is Jamie Foxx's um comedic winging it yeah. type humor where he's kind of it feels like he was just improving a lot of what was being said a little bit yes a like little a, a script is kind of loose you don't really need the dialogue really really heavy you know okay. Jamie Foxx can kind of take the lead on that but the action sequences are really good okay in my yes. opinion like oh, I no, we're good. 
I think that they are Netflix's maybe some of Netflix's better action sequences. Okay. Like, you know how you watch Power? We watch Power, right? Yes, we, we did. Like, oh, that was kind of good. This is kind of has the same breath. Got it. When okay. it comes to the action scene, I mean, the fight choreo alone, you have fight scenes that feel like they take up three minutes. Yeah, oh, sure. but it's kind of good. It's kind of like that's cool. what makes the movie. That's well, good. And it's good. It's like good gunkata, is what I'll say. It's like mm-hmm. a mix of like punching and firing a gun, and yes. like it's just I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of the Matrix. Um, yes. Not okay, all of it, but just with how brutal and fast it is with some of it, I was like, it was fun. Like okay. I had a smile on my face every time an action That's sequence started. Nice, so I was like, I know it's going to get weird. <laughs> that does seem like this movie is capital W weird. Like it does seem like there are some like odd elements that are sort I of mean, built throughout, but it seems like it's those moments, like just based on the color scheme in the poster, it seems like that, no one really yeah. is upset that it's weird. Well, no. here, I wouldn't say weird necessarily. Here's me. I wouldn't say capital W weird. I do think that there's a, what is very interesting to me, not to act like I'm a big movie buff, buff, buff. Right. I mean, but what's interesting to me about the gray man in this movie is the color contrast in both movies. Oh my gosh. I was hoping we would talk about this. And I, I really like day shift because it's very California West side, bright color, sunny LA. There's like a yellow filter on this. Yes. Like oh, it, that's perfect, it's Brian. not even trying to like give you actual authentic colors. No. It's, okay. It's just like it's really yellow and really blue. Everything okay. is really yellow, really blue, really bright. Yeah. And the van and you know, when you think about vampires, you get this everything's dark, dead, gray. right? Grayish, right. And 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 those contrasts kind of collide at times because when the scenes are up and bubbly and poppy, poppy, poppy and bubbly, yeah, you can feel that brightness. Yeah. And then when a vampire hits the scene, you can feel that darkness. And then when they kind of come together, it, it's, it. it's an interesting contrast to me. Okay. And the gray man does the same thing, but we'll I'll I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. In the gray man. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Um, Any other questions? I have other questions. I'd like to talk about <laughs> Snoop Dogg for just I don't know oh, the better perfect. part of the rest of this conversation. Let's talk about um, Snoop. Talk about it. Snoop can do whatever the fuck he wants. I I guess so. That's really kind of my question is that like Snoop kind of strikes me when he's in movies is that he he's almost like the comedic relief to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but there's also a part where he's not like I think about his role in uh, do you remember Starsky and Hutch the movie that came out with Owen Wilson he was Ben Ben Stiller he was Huggy Bear in that movie right and there are moments where you laugh at what he said, where you're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then you're like, oh, no, that's just that's that's who that's who that man is. Like, that's yep. not this isn't it's not really acting if you just put him in a, a 70s pimp suit versus what modern day apparel might call for. Yeah. So what tell me about uh, Snoop Dogg's role in this movie? What was it? Well done. Was it not well done? Thoughts on that? I, mean, I thought it was well done. I, okay. I thought it was well done. Also, like Snoop Dogg is just one of those act- actors that, like, it's it's Snoop Dogg. He's not trying Snoop to be Dogg. anything else. Yeah. It, it's Snoop Dogg, and it just okay. it's like okay, all right. Here, like that's here. the known quantity. That's Got exactly it. what it is. You okay. know exactly what Snoop is bringing to the table when yeah. you cast him. Okay. But here, here, here's what I say: it, in all of his movies, this did feel like he was kind of casted for this role. Like, okay, it wasn't overly comedic. 
I, no. I kind of huh. enjoyed how he seemed like an actual character that was deliberately. Usually, you'll cast Snoop Dogg because you're like, wait till they see this Snoop Dogg cameo. But yeah, this one didn't feel like that. And plus, Snoop got to do whatever fuck he wants to. He gave yeah. middle fingers. He came in smoking weed. It's, it's he put on his true. blue bandana. And yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think like, and the character was supposed to be this like first class vampire yes. hunter who's okay. seen some stuff. And I feel like like his demeanor lends itself well yes. to that of just this like he's hanging out. He knows what's happening. He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. So like okay. already his personality lends itself well yeah. to that. Um, it's like so an OG. I, it's an OG yeah. role for real. And like Snoopy yeah. OG. Okay. Yeah. And and yeah. It, he did it well. He didn't take anything away from this movie. Like, Which is fantastic. Um. Tell me a little bit about, and Brian, I'm asking about this specifically because of a future project that she's involved in. Oh, tell I know. Me, tell me a little bit about Natasha Lou Bordizzo. Um, oh, yes. Thoughts on her as an actress, thoughts of her <laughs> in an action role. Um, I will reveal to everyone why I'm asking this question after sure. Brian gives his answer. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed her performance in this. I'll be honest. She was almost like, a big cameo. She was not a huge okay. supporting piece to this, um, which is not her fault or that's bad in any way. Um, yeah. But she, uh, the screen time that she has though. Wow. She packs a punch. Like all of her action scenes, I thought landed. Um, I thought, I thought she was engaging and all of her interactions made sense. I just, there just wasn't a whole lot there for her to do because basically she doesn't even like have a significant speaking role until like seven eights through the movie. I okay. what role what 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 role does she play? I mean the Katana, uh, Wilden, the Katana to, Wilden vampire to me she basically she was like the 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 good vampire essentially oh I hated her role <laughs> <laughs> yeah I despised it. I despised why, it. Why? Not her. Right. The role. The, the role. Because it was okay. Yeah. So here's how they introduce here's how they introduce it to me, Doug. This is me. Yeah. Me. Okay. It's me. Okay. Right. They come in, he drops some laundry next to her. They kind of help each other. He goes in the house, and it seems like there's supposed to be some type of attraction there. And he's like, Oh, you just moved in. I'm I'm whatever, whatever in this, and I'm Bud in 20, and I'm Val in, in 19. I keep saying Val. So she's like, Oh, yeah, I'll see you around. So then, cool. That was the apartment numbers. That's what those were. I was like, I was like, are Sorry, there new numbers no associated with this world? So <laughs> they go and um, he leaves, and then his family gets taken, and uh, Franco gets turned into a vampire. Then yeah. he comes back yes. and he says, "I got some business to take care of. I got to stop, make a stop real quick," and goes to her house immediately because he saw her talking to a random black guy, and they close the blinds quick. And this is close to who the end of the Who turned out to collab. be a vampire? Who turned okay. out to be a vampire? But that's, that's I don't key know how information. Jamie, it was. It just seemed like a random insertion there to have a three-person shot where it's him working with two vampires. Got it. Okay. Does, does that make sense? It's, it was kind oh, of it it was, to me. It was weird. I can see it, how that would be weird. What it feels like is she maybe played a more integral role in the movie, and for whatever reason, they just cut her they stuff cut to either yeah. for pacing. Maybe it, it wasn't a strong performance or for story reasons. Cause like yeah. it, it was weird how it was like, it's time to go get my family and you know something. And she's like, I'll help you. I'll lead you to the, you yes. know, and, and, and I don't want to be like this. And it was like, 
this is okay. Like, but also yeah. this movie like also has vampires that like they just live in a giant new development yeah. household area and like they just it's a high for them. Yeah, I, like you just have to accept that. Yeah. So it, I, I was kind almost of like not she really was thinking about it. Like she was there to show that Dave Franco, even though he got turned into a vampire, could be a good vampire because she's a good yeah. vampire. Like all yeah. vampires aren't bad. That was kind of what it felt like because they have this yeah. conversation with Jamie in the car and it's briefly mentioned between what are you going to try to tell me that all vampires are just like us? No, they blood right. suckers and they blah, blah, blah. And then this <laughs> happens. And so it felt like that was inserted to push that got narrative it. to yeah. me. So that's why no, I, I was it, not a fan of that role. It, okay. They kind of rush it like a little yeah, bit. It, it doesn't really it have rough. time to breathe. It's just like Jamie Foxx and Dave it. Franco. Yeah. Also, Here's 19 lady and they're off. Like, and it was just kind of like, all right, yeah. all right cool. yeah. she's got a okay. sword. Yeah. She's all right. Let's and then go. They just walk like, off into the sunlight, but also yeah. yep. Snoop Dogg lives after blowing himself up somehow. Oh, and I hey, don't know whatever, man, the fuck that happened. Um, <laughs> the reason why I asked about her role is she's been cast in the Ahsoka series. That's coming yes, to Disney she plus. Has. She's supposed to be playing Sabine Wren. Yeah, she she's, and she's one of my favorite characters. She will do great in that. Yeah. I just think so, that the way well, she will. Written, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was yeah. kind of curious. Um, my, I have I have two questions, and they are sort of directly opposed one another. <gasps> so, give me your like gun to the head, make a quick decision. Favorite movie, favorite moment from this movie. Oh, shit. Without thinking about it, um, it is the. I'm is. definitely going to say it's the hive when they. Basically, they're the pre- like one of the main push and pulls of this movie is Jamie Foxx needs vampire teeth for money. That's how he makes his money. Okay, um, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I saw your face. That is like the main currency. So, like, he's trying um, to find vampire nests. I've, I have in, a lot of follow up questions. Okay, in going. L.A., and he meets up with like another team that is also trying to find like this vampire nest. They're also trying to find vampire teeth for money. And they find this one house and they're like, all right, we got three of them. And then like Jamie Foxx like opens the door and he's like, it's a hive. And this entire action sequence plays out. It's zany. Good action sequence. It's bonkers. It's intense. Dave Franco pees his pants. There's 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 so much happening that you can't really process it. Um, But like also it it was entertaining. Like it grabbed me the entire time. Okay. Um, opening Brian. sequence. Okay, okay. Yeah. Old lady. There's an old lady. He's looking for a vampire. You really don't know what's going on. Got it. But he's looking yeah. for a vampire. Walks in this house. There's this old lady. She's like, "Where's Michael?" And he just fires a shotgun through a pillow at her and blows her ass. <laughs> that's the wall. right. Oh, that's and then right. a fight sequence. Just it. I mean, that's the first ten okay. minutes of this uh, movie is a is a huge. I mean, it's a long fight. It's not one of yeah. those short ones. It's a it's a pretty. It's, Decently okay. timed, so it kind of like sets the stakes right away. Yeah, it's more it's more on the side of suspenseful. I don't really feel like there's many other fights like it throughout the movie because okay. like after that, it's like, look, you know, Jamie Fox is gonna like take a shotgun to vampires. Here you are. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah, um, gentlemen, do they pay for things? Like, does anybody tell them what they're doing with the vampire teeth? Like, is there an established like we need yes. to grind them down yeah. into a powder? They oh they, no. Okay. Oh, you mean like what they use them for? Yeah. No. Oh no, no, it's the no. currency. It's no, it's the, the currency, currency for the fucking union. weird man. I, and, I, the thing about the, that I don't is know. Weird. It's, it's a vampire union, world. Though. It's a secret union, and I didn't know that from the trailer. I thought that vampires just existed, 
especially by the way they were running around until they until it's it's shown that his wife and daughter didn't know he was a vampire right. hunter and he was a part oh, of this movie. Okay. Yeah. So, so they pay for things in this vampire hunting like realm. Yes. Of things. yes it's yes. not like I'm walking to the 7-Eleven oh, and I no, need a slushy no, and I'm no, saying he goes, that'll no. be six vampire teeth. Please. No. Okay. No. Only All at right. specific pawn shops can you do that. Okay. Right. That I just want to make sure that I but, understood because I was like, well, are they grinding them down? Like, is it, like, how is <laughs> no. this supposed to work? Okay. But that's, that's cool. one of the things I enjoyed about the movie was kind of their, one of the things I liked and didn't like was the brief explanation about the universe got it what okay. type yes. of vampires how they yes. stay with what who does what it was so quick you almost have to re-watch it to understand but you don't really need it moving forward it's just I brief mean, information okay honestly it does this thing uh of making everything familiar but foreign and like the idea mm-hmm. that there's a union okay for hunting okay. vampires is like absurd right but then you think yeah. about it and you're like yeah they need protections like right. they need worker protections and yeah if they're gonna patrol for vampires they need like a schedule and a team and like a Got like it. an on-call schedule and like also i started pulling out all these metaphors for like people of color as a working yeah. class and yeah. all of the people portrayed in power okay. in the union yeah. were white people who were completely incompetent at their jobs um, or they yeah. were too hard on people. Like Dave yeah. Franco starts off as being way too hard on Most all his the people ass, on his and hunters. Um, I definitely think that's an intentional choice. I enjoyed that part of the movie. If somebody okay. learns about like labor, like labor politics through mm-hmm. this movie, awesome. Got it. Also, so if I if one of the things I say, I don't as we wrap this up, I'll say it reminds me of RIPD, which is getting a sequel somehow. It um, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. They announced it, I think, yesterday. RIPD with Ryan Reynolds, which I like that movie, but it's kind of the same lore of there's a right. department, there's these hunters, there's this whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so it does remind me of that. The second thing I want to say is Jamie Foxx has his, he has his fingers he has he knows what the pulse i forgot what the saying is but he knows the pulse of this netflix yeah. realm of movies yeah right? he does yeah he can bring a blockbuster feel to netflix and he did it with power and he did it with this movie you oh. know this movie is silly and it's a netflix movie but also you know if you see jamie fox he feels like he's gonna take it serious and do the best he can and not kind of like bullshit a movie got it like Wait, it'll okay. at least have a decent uh the- plot the other the other thing about it though is that I feel like we're seeing a strategy with Netflix and I'm not I'm not like breaking new ground here but like no they would they would rather pay a premium for talent and then like skimp on everything else cuz this is the second Jamie Foxx movie and then we also had Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds has built his own movie. He's been top billed in his own movie. Then he was also in Red Notice. He's also working on like something else for Netflix. So obviously they really like Jamie Foxx and really like Ryan him. Reynolds. Yep. They're basically trying to test that whole like, what will someone pay to watch a movie starring Jamie Foxx? Like, yeah. you know how we kind of talked about last yeah. week of that with Dwayne The Rock yeah. Johnson of like, he can do this because he yeah. brings in money to a movie. The Netflix is almost like, Let's see if we can break that, it's shall we? Though. Like, let's yeah. see. Let's see if we can fix that. Here's you know my last I question. See? I would Go like ahead. to see a Ryan Reynolds and Jamie Foxx lead led movie. That would be an interesting. Movie. I'm surprised we have not had it already, but I would love to see. Yeah, that that, that feels like. That'd yeah, that feels inevitable that, in that a good improv, way. Like I, I would that, that just feels like that's something almost trippiness. in a different in a way different timeline of Marcus's universe where I'm a director for Justice League. That is my Hal Jordan and John Stewart. 
like interesting choices in a completely okay. different oh timeline. that's perfect like in a yeah, buddy well cop done. green lantern casting like oh my that would gosh, be my buddy cop movie. i like that i a hate lot. that doesn't exist now yeah, i'm like kind of, angry. it would be in the, it would have to be early oh. 2000s like fantastic four time yeah you know people really but i would i would that would be my casting that'd be awesome here's my last question before we pivot yeah, over sure. to the gray man my last question is every moment every movie has this moment and i call it the marcus destined wait what like moment oh. where you have to like stop it and be like wait what just happened um what was that moment for you in day shift if there was one dave franco becoming a vampire it's the it's the sequence of explaining got it okay oh no it's the chase scene okay it's the ch it's the car chase scene <laughs> There's a moment where it's a full on chase scene. It's yep. going fine. They hit this little point where he's in this blue truck that he, you know, yep. that's his ideal car. His, that's his car. Yeah. He gets, he stops the car, gets out the car, shoots the tires out and drives un, and then it deflates and he drives yep. is just yep. small enough to fit through yep. this little tunnel and the escape. Brain, I guess that yep. was my that's what it. the fuck moment because I feel like that's perfect. That was a lot of shit. Yeah. Y yeah. Yeah. I, it just felt I, awkwardly placed. I mean, it just kind of felt like somebody just thought about it too hard one night and they showed up to set and they're like, wait, this doesn't make sense in our vampire movie. That's what it felt like. like. What? And they was yes. like, the wheels are too big. He should shoot them out. And it's like, I, oh, okay. I, just, I mean, okay. I don't know. I, it, yeah, that was that was that was strange. That was and strange. They never explained okay. the valley thing either. That was my thing. They. What they, do you mean they, the valley thing? So they explained like she wants to take over the valley and she wants right. to bring the vampires back. I never understood the exact tactic of that. Oh, I the what I interpreted was that also there's a metaphor here for real estate and how evil real estate people are. But I'll leave Good. that there. Awesome. Um, but basically, the the head lady vampire who's the real estate agent is buying up all the property so that they can make like a super cell of vampires to then take over like the country and then oh. the world oh, uh, which okay. is why okay. they have that whole conversation in the hive because they're like there's spiders here there's east easterners and westerners here and then they're like all these different factions of the vampires which like they don't really need to explain, but like they talk about it, like it's like in Game of Thrones, like oh, it's if the North is here and the the Lannisters are here. It's kind of like it's Got that it. vibe, but like it doesn't matter. It's just like there's a lot of vampires That's here. That's strange. Um, so that was what the strategy I was. Missed, I missed all of that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I missed all I that. Mean, it, I mean, yeah, it. I mean, it, I don't think anybody cared, like, because everybody knew why we were there. I want to see Jamie Foxx shoot some vampires. Um, the what moment for me, though, was there's a vampire that, like, just books it out of a house, and you're like, oh, sunlight, it'll kill it. And they're like, oh, actually, oh. he's... He's fine. And people are like, why is he fine? He's like, he's wearing that sunblock. And people yeah. are like, sunblock? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And like, it's just totally accepted. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not seen as an extreme threat. Didn't even, not didn't even seen chase as him. like, Got they it. walk okay. among us. Mm -hmm. Or like, and nobody chases him. It was nope. just, it was so bizarre. Nope. Got it. It was like, that is probably the most bizarre point of this movie. I was like gobsmacked. I was like, what? Like, because it's just yeah. this like albino sprinter going through the living room. That's out. hilarious. Like, 
What did I just watch? Anyway. Shouts out to the all black family lead, though. Enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed that Good. One. Well, gentlemen, that's all the questions I have. Thank you both for uh, breaking that down for me. Um, Roman would like to know if it has a similar <laughs> vibe to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Yes. Oddly enough, yes. Okay. Yes, a hundred percent. One thousand percent, yes. Like cool. it, it is. Like not even yeah. joking. Yes. Okay. It, for some reason, all vampire movies that are of this tone feel the same. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, Abraham I, yeah, I, silver I, I, on his axe and then going pain. on top of a train and and then fighting vampires. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, it was like part John Wick, part Van Helsing, and mm-hmm. then like part Bright is yes. how I would is okay. how I would mix this all way. together. That's a good way to blend that together. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's what okay. I'd say. Awesome. And it was fun. Like this that's is a like good value. Good. Like that's this is matters. a good movie on Netflix. Well, gentlemen, we watched a second Netflix movie, and <laughs> sure I did. participated in this particular Netflix wow, experience. And we watched The Gray Man, He's starring uh, the Goss, Ryan Gosling. Um, <laughs> who would like to tackle the synopsis for this particular feature? Like, Marcus Marcus did some heavy lifting with Day Shift. I'm happy to do Gray please, Man. Please, take it away, Brian. Pleases the court. It does, right. please. It does. Court. Welcome to Gray Man. Uh, we we open with Ryan Gosling. He's in prison, but Billy Bob Thornton's there, and he's like, "You don't need to be in prison anymore. You can be an agent of the CIA, which surely's going to turn out just fine." It's turn anyway, out great. Um, and anyway, you just fast forward a bunch of years, and Ryan Gosling is clearly this like really cool CIA agent. He's doing his thing. Anna de Armas is like a support agent. He's trying to kill this guy. He doesn't know why, but they never ask why. Anyway, things nope. happen. Things happen in this movie, and it f- finds out he's been double-crossed by the oh, CIA. Oh, no. Yep. And uh, Chris Evans is brought in as a private contractor to hunt him down. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, they they call him the Gray Man. They call Ryan Gosling the Gray Man because he exists in the gray area. He's not an agent of the CIA, but he's not, not an agent of the Got CIA. It. So all this stuff, you know... <laughs> comes up about what's really good and what's really bad none of it's executed well in my opinion that part but we'll get to that later no. um and uh oh man there's a lot of there's a lot of backstory that happens then with there's a, a lot it, with his lot. mentor's daughter who then becomes the main emotional linchpin to the movie of his motivation um needless to say there's a shootout in Prague that gets really intense and reminds you of Call of Duty I and have a ton there of is, questions. Ah, uh, yeah. I figured we would get into that. And then the finale takes place uh, at this castle property in Croatia, which looks beautiful. And then uh, they were able to resolve it there. I feel like it's too complicated to get into like who is actually winning or losing. But espionage things happen, and we end up there. And Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling get to punch each other a lot, and that was fun. Yeah, this is, and that's what I would say is a synopsis. That's That's a great great, synopsis. This is is Mission Impossible, but give everyone like guns and explosions. (laughs) Like this is like this is like Mission Impossible, the original with Tom Cruise is very like, oh well, you turn my back, and I have to do some reading to find this secret dude that I have to meet in an alley. There's that, and then there's eventually a point they're like fuck it kill him like that's just like yeah. that's like kind of like the tone yeah. overall with this particular movie it 
I, I would have described it as like Jason Bourne, but every action scene where like the, the Jason Bourne stuff excelled because it was like, oh, this is really tight choreography. Yep. He's got to get out of this tight this was jam. The, the gray man's like, okay, what if he was in a tight jam, but there's like 16 other people there mm-hmm. and some of them have rocket launchers mm-hmm. and yep. go. Like, yep. I, I feel like they added, like, it's like Jason Bourne meets Call of Duty was how yep. I was going to describe it. Yep. Quick rundown of the cast before we kind of dive into the nuts and bolts of this. Ryan Gosling plays Court Gentry, which is the uh, uh, interesting uh, name. They call him Six. They call him Sierra Six Um, the whole time. Anna Armas plays Danny Miranda. Mm. Chris Evans plays Lloyd Hansen. Danush plays Avik San. Julia Butters plays Claire Fitzroy. Jessica Henwick plays Suzanne Brewer. Rajee John page i'm gonna say his name he's the guy from uh what's that like uh bridgerton yeah there it is i was gonna say i was gonna say the uh 1800s sex show um (laughs) billy billy bob thornton plays uh donald fitzroy alfrey woodard plays maurice cahill um and then there's also a fun little cameo because this movie is directed by um the russo brothers and one of the russo brothers is in the end scene so yeah so gentlemen thoughts on this particular movie what you like what didn't you like kind of going at it from that angle and i'm gonna start i'm gonna start i'm gonna start because uh i didn't participate in the last one um chris please please doug tell us your thoughts chris evans is i am i am firmly on the can we have Chris Evans play villains more often? Like, yes, and not just like sure. evil people, but like deranged villains. Mm-hmm. He had one of the best lines that I have ever <laughs> heard uttered in cinema. And that move, that line is he is playing with a butter knife. He's playing with a butterfly knife. He looks at it and then looks at Ryan Gosling. He goes, let's see if this thing fucks. And I, I cannot tell you, how long i had to stop the movie i was laughing to the point of tears at the phrase (laughs) let's see if this thing fucks because (laughs) i did not know what to do with that information but it made my like it filled my my spirit like to hear (laughs) captain america ask if a butterfly knife will fuck or not like it was the best thing i've ever heard so yeah Chris Evans as a villain was my like top tier. Thanks for doing that for me. Uh, yeah. Situation. Yeah. No, he's, I mean, he's played a villain in Scott Pilgrim. Yep. Like, and he killed it. Yep. And <laughs> that line is now a ticker on our Patreon. Yep. So join the Patreon live stream to just see that quote. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Chris Evans does such a great job. Like, I want there to be a segment such a on this jerk. show. I want that to be a segment. Like, I want there to be a segment that's called the "Let's see if this thing fucks" can segment, we, and we're just talking. About, it's just talking about whether or not a scene worked or not. Can we just make that how we grade movies from now on? Does this movie <laughs> fuck for y'all or not? Yeah, I mean, is it fucking? <laughs> hmm. 
I think this movie really fucks for me, y'all. Yeah, you I, know I'm what? Um, all right, thanks for everybody giving us a breakdown. What do you think? Do let's see if this thing fucks, guys. Does it fucking up? Like, I laughed because like what I'm waiting for is like one day like there's gonna be some movie we review and then someone's gonna reach out like hi we'd like to put this on the poster or do we have your permission to say that this movie is yeah. that okay? And then we'll be like yeah. yep. And In then big white yeah, letters across a black background, it says this thing fucks. Yeah, films in black and white. <laughs> Black and white. This thing fucks so hard. Um, so for me, I just feel like <clears throat> that the Gray Man is a good movie. What yeah. I really enjoy, I'll give you two. What I okay. didn't and what I would I was kind of sketchy on. Okay. Opening sequence, color yes. contrast, going back to it. I thought it was amazing what the Russo brothers did with the colors in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More specifically, yeah. like the smoke scenes with the sparks and the opening scene with the fireworks going off. That was really cool. And that was fun. Lots of different contracts, even Six's suit being all red. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, like when you think of espionage, spy movies or CIA type stuff, usually people yeah. are more low key. This guy's in bright red. He's this <laughs> handsome guy. And it's this, I don't know, there's just, it's a good sequence. It's a good fight sequence Um, at the beginning of the movie. So I think that I enjoyed the color contrast that was being used throughout because that's not yeah. the only time, even when they're on the plane, he right. pops this red smoke or the flare yep. and kind of follows around and then he fights in the smoke. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, what I did not cool. enjoy was the length of this movie. Um, it, it could have been cut maybe 20 minutes. I okay. think you can yeah. cut 20 minutes out of this. And I, whereas day shift, I think the joke is part of the joke or part of what makes that movie, the punch at the movie or poke at it is the extended fight scenes in this one. The scenes are too damn long to me. Like the prog scene is probably realistic in how long this scene would actually last in real life, but entirely too long. So it's good to know that eight minutes is the difference between loving and hating this movie. (laughs) Because this movie is two hours and this movie is two hours and six minutes. Day shift is one hour and 54 minutes. Yeah. If you looked at both and said, which, so I was going to watch and and that's funny. That's hilarious. (laughs) I was going to watch the movie RRR, right? Okay. um, Yeah. I've heard things. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours long, but I was willing to watch (laughs) all set. I was willing to watch Avengers Endgame, which is only like two hours and something, something minutes long. You see what I'm saying? So two like, hours 40, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's almost three hours long. So I just felt like it was just a... Y'all didn't feel like this movie was too long? I did not think it was too long. I, I, Especially I, getting to the... Ma- here's why... <laughs> so here's what fucked me up. Why okay. I, I said that out loud. When we got to the final scene and Chris Evan takes the niece and goes into the maze, I was like... Uh, it had to be a I, fucking maze. Maggie and I made the same comment. I, I was so was like, I was kind of upset yeah. about it. Like, oh god! Like, of course, it's a fucking maze. Right? Right? I I don't know. I, th- Just that you you could get to eight minutes. Um, you could. <laughs> There's a ticker running across oh, the Patreon wow. live stream. Uh, I'm gonna wow. read it out for people. I think I'm the only neutral party here. Marcus has watched Zack Snyder's Justice League at least 18 times, which I will remind our audience is more than three hours. So uh, that's a fact. And uh, right. you know what? I got it, Marcus. That's right. I don't fuck. So that's. Fine. <laughs> 
That's what fine. I will that's, say is if no, you need you don't. I in all seriousness, you're right. I had the same thought about the maze. I was like, why did it have to be a fucking maze? Well, like also if you need you to didn't cut even use eight it. minutes, you could cut eight minutes in this movie. Just well, you, you can cut, cut the maze. Easily. You can cut some of the backstory. Um, and you can cut some of Prague. Like those are easy cuts. Or how about all like him getting off. caught in the trap door? That whole oh, sequence yeah. of them going to find him in there, like and that. then it just—I mean, I did like the trap door. Don't get me caught. No, sure. That was great. The patience of flooding the trap door, and then yeah. the conver- some of the conversation and dialogue is kind of long. I don't know. It just they also some, they you can also snip in places. They also did this thing where they did like weird like establishing shots where they had to show off all the places that they were able to yes. shoot at. Like God, the, yes. like so the big cat, the big, the big castle. Like you yes, showed that, that fucking castle, yeah. like nine different ways. I mean, like yeah. we well, get it. It's a fortress. You know how much money that I know cost them. Yeah. I, and oh and that's gosh. exactly why they kept it in there. But there was that, there was the, the weird drone footage that I felt like showed up out of nowhere halfway through. Did you guys oh, get I that? that? I did like the, I did like this. I I like the drone shots. Okay, me personally, yeah. I was a fan I, I of know... the, specifically the last one where I the think drone it felt like a video game. And Chris Evans like you know. Here's my question. Everybody remember your points. I, the reason <laughs> I am complaining about the time, and it's just the time. I think it's a good movie, right? I think of Extraction, which is also the Russo brothers, right? Yeah. I didn't feel the length of that movie. I'm not sure what it was, but I didn't feel the length of that movie as much as I felt the length of this. And it was just as much action and just as much shit going on. Extraction does. Yeah. Extraction. I feel like is this, it was produced. It was produced by the Russo. Oh, produced by the Russo. And the screenplay. No, um, screenplay was by Joe Russo. I don't think they directed though. Okay. Then there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. yeah. I think that's a fair point. You're right. There's some weird pacing stuff. I also think that the, utilizing you pace wise and and story structure wise you did ryan gosling gets recruited then it's you know his 20th mission or whatever right and then you did this random like flash backwards to where he's being asked to watch billy bob thornton's daughter but there's no like it's just kind of there in the middle of nowhere and i would have been i just would have paced it like a little bit differently of like you know, do do him getting recruited, do him being asked to, you know, help out by watching his daughter, then fast. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like keeping that in there in the middle of nowhere kind of slows everything down and you have to reset a little bit. I mean, I think that was the part for me where you could tell this came from a book because yeah. I feel like if I was reading this in a book, I would have the patience for a like for a for a, a callback like yeah. that, like yeah. a flashback. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I'd be like, oh, like. This is going to be important later. And I feel like when you have that in a movie, right, you, you, it's, it's, you kind of in a tough spot because like you're slowing down your movie to, to tell another story that maybe isn't connected or it's so obviously connected, right. That it's kind of hard to put it in there elegantly. Right. So I, I respect how difficult flashbacks can be in movies like that. However, at the same time, I was like giving kudos to this movie because uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character was like, don't touch my niece. I think it was his niece. It was like, don't touch was my niece. niece. Yeah. And then like there's like a three second kind of blurry shot of the of the girl being taken away with photos on the ground. And I was like, that works for me. Great. Like, I know who yep. that is. I understand the connection. And I thought that's all we were going to get. And then it was like, here's Ryan Gosling at this house. Here's this 
playful banter, like right. all this stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, weird. I guess. I, yeah, but again, this is adapted from a book series. And so if they're going to make more of these movies, I understand that the payoff for that is going to be better, like in the sequel. However, in this movie, it just kind of felt like, all right, like where's yep. where's where's Sierra Six now? Mm-hmm. Though I want to know where he is mm-hmm. now. <laughs> right, but yep. also this movie for me is everybody's a dick. This will be the subtitle. Yes, Gray Man. Everybody's a dick except for Ryan Gosling. Yes, and it's like I don't, and it's fine. It's a good movie. I think it's well written. Yeah. They wrote the characters well enough for me to honestly. Not like anybody else in this movie except for yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And that's not acting. I'm just mean character wise because it was Anna De Armas. I would say I had a, I didn't have a hard time like an Anna De Armas either. Like I think she did oh, a good job yes. of playing that side of things. Yes. She never, yeah. you could clearly there was initial trepidation like when she shows right. up in Berlin and you're like, oh, who type, what type of person are you going to be? Yeah. And yep. then you're like, okay, cool, yeah. then I can get yes, on board with Anna, her character. Like their whole. Yep. But those back two. and forth about the loaded gun type thing. Yep. But they did really good because I was upset with everybody in the CIA. Of course, like it just pissed <laughs> yes. me off. Especially the lady with the, I, I'm bad with the character names, but this is what makes this podcast what it is. Because I feel no, like no, I can help. You're fine. Um, the guy from Bridgerton. Yep. Who oh, I, I like yeah. a lot. I yeah, like seeing yeah. him as a bad guy because I've never seen him in that role. He was great as a bad guy. He was great as a bad guy. John Page. Yeah. Um. Thank you. And then the lady who worked with him that kept getting uh, Jessica Henwick as Suzanne Brewer. Thank you. I'd hated her character. I mean, utterly hated her character. Like, and I didn't hate her until the end when she, I, there were moments where there were moments where I also did not like her though, throughout the rest of the movie. Um, And predominantly it was around these moments of like, all you're doing is complaining when you yeah. could oh, be leading, God. and I was like, just fucking step up and fix it. Then, like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't even like that because I understand being like, okay, there's a man in charge, and then being demeaning, right. and there's yeah. this bro code. And not saying that that's what you're thinking. I just, I, I was, I felt empathetic for her the way he was treating her. Oh, sure. until we got to that point where she was like. Well, he won't come for me because I have the daughter and blah 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 blah. And oh, I was just yeah. like, oh my god, like, bro, yeah. This yeah. is pissing me off. So, well, yeah. go, oh, ahead. go ahead, Doug. Oh, I was gonna say my whole issue with her in the middle, like where it was like, you're right. There was a lot of like weird dynamic there, but she was just she felt like such a strong female character for so for her to have a backseat and essentially be the like complaining woman for the majority of this, like it was like that just didn't mesh up well. You know what I mean? I like for it me, wasn't my, a good I guess it did yeah. though because to me it was more not. To me, it was more she was waiting for her moment to do what everybody else had been doing to her. Got like it. she was trying to get that second yeah. spot because they all knew each other, was what right. I understood. They all, I guess, went to Harvard or whatever. Yes. She was trying to get in. And then yeah. at that moment when Chris Evans died, she then yeah. like stepped into that role. It was just annoying how she got there. And I right. just was like, oh, yeah, God, it's a lot. I don't know. Well, I don't know and looking at it more like Jessica Henwick, she was an Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just I, I went Colleen Wing, Colleen um, Wing. who is the easiestly, the easiestly, easily. Oh, there we go. Yes. I have a hard time with words. Oh. Easily the best part of Iron Fist. Yes. Uh, like she's Hands the best down. part Hands of down. Iron Fist. So I was also expecting more from her here. 
what this what her what her lines and actions in this movie felt like was just kind of this person in the wings just waiting um so i feel like if it does get a sequel she'll have a more prominent role which was just one of the other things with this movie was like i I can tell you're wanting us to like want a sequel or flesh stuff out and i just that's not all of it is jiving with me and i think that's why that character felt off at least okay. that's my yeah. theory of yep. what you're saying. Okay. Like, I think it felt off because they wanted you to see her in the background. Like, no, she's here. This is how she feels. Remember this for the, for the <laughs> next, next movie. Okay. Right. But I think yeah. like, I go back to Jason Bourne though, because like, it's a similar thread, right. Of like make super elite agent. Uh, oh no. What could go wrong? Um, They go rogue. And like the thing with Bourne with the suspension there was like, you didn't need a consistent like bad person. Like the CIA was bad and that is fine. And like, just put a face to it. I was cool with that. And call it a day. And I feel like that's one of the strengths of Bourne. And I feel like with the gray man, they're trying to set up these different factions within the CIA Mm -hmm. or within the U S government, which by the way, I'm totally here for against like an espionage backdrop. It just felt like it was all jammed in there and they wanted you to see the Prague action scene rather than like the politicking of the CIA which is a choice and I understand it but like if you're trying to flesh out these elements it's hard to care about it or even like even really dive into it if yeah it doesn't seem to matter you know right that's a great way to put that Brian and look how many different groups I mean like when he calls all the stops when he calls in everybody to go after (laughs) six it's like, okay, so who's good and who's bad? Like, I understand he was using the CIA as his own personal hit squad. Yes. But when Chris Evans pulls out all the stops, it's like, okay, so the whole CIA is corrupt? Anybody associated with well, it is? Who's good? Who's bad? I like, <laughs> and I, is it six is the only good person? It, it, that was, it was just. So we should talk about Prague. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I, real quick, right off the jump, I have. I don't want to say concerns about Prague. Like it's a very entertaining scene it is. overall. Spoilers, by the way. I right. don't know. Yeah. Like I don't think way too late if you made it this spoilers. Far, yeah. It's a fucking yeah. cool scene. So I don't it's want to take team. away from the it fact that mean. like it's a fun action scene. It's yeah. cool. It's 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 a fun thing to watch. I'm on board. I had I had two pieces with it. The first is you mean to tell me <laughs> that these are elite soldiers that you have hired as mercenaries to go after this one dude who's chained to a bench and none of y'all can figure out how to kill him like instead of like blowing up the turret that's trying to shoot you down (laughs) why not blow up the bench dunzers like that bench is made of vibranium i guess so because Mm. it was insane that he could just hide Mm. behind that and there was no issue with it whatsoever (laughs) here's the other piece where was where was the military like all of these police officers there is for the there is a war zone in a city square (laughs) and they would not pull the trigger like those police you know the first one of the things i said during that when they had six and he was like giving them hell like those police officers i said two things if he was black he'd be shot if he was in america those cops would have shot his ass already because he was he like he kept beating up the cops and the one cop just didn't pull the trigger and it was i was kind of like is that realistic are you trying to tell me like that's how sweden police are better i like i don't know if there was a message in that or it was more like i don't know 
I mean, the Sweden well, if you're looking at it from that angle, a lot of European countries, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I know a lot of enforcement agencies in Europe, like they have different units that come with guns. Not every single officer has a weapon, I believe. Mm. I, I'm not a law enforcement expert, but I know I've heard that said before. Sure. So that could be part of it. But mm. like also, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, this I, guy I, just shot a police officer, beat up three. And if, if yeah. anybody was going to get shot, I just felt like six. <laughs> you asking for an ass woman now. And again, these people are showing up in full grade, like, like, yeah. like full body tech. armor, like full yeah. tech. And cool. yeah, let's keep rolling cops out there to get blown away. <laughs> like at some point in time, like where is the military that's like, no, you got to stop throwing like the cops aren't like, working. We don't have any cops left. Like, like who do we, who do we uh, send? We, we all lived through January 6th. So I think, I mean, you know, we know about a military <laughs> response yeah. Yeah, on domestic land. We know that's, it's not coming. That, ain't, that ain't coming. We was, um, I was looking at the clock like anytime now. Yes, anytime. <laughs> I mean, and like, I, there was like the moment the moment he hides behind the bench and like oh, this van opens with two dudes <sighs> with like bulletproof shields with two dudes behind them i was like oh we're going like full like team deathmatch like that's yeah. exactly what this feels like because maggie's like i feel like this just got cranked up to 11 i'm like it did, it did. Like we are now in a Call of Duty simulation and or like a first person shooter. And like that was that entire. Yep. I, I can't. That had to be inspiration for part of it because there's so much happening at the same time around this tiny little square. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, like, I'll be honest though, for all the, all the gripes I have for it, I watched, I was glued to my TV. I watched that entire cool. thing for sure. probably without blinking until the train stops um it was like a really just cool phenomenal sequel. action scene yes absolutely absolutely top to bottom uh other it things about real. this movie y'all liked or that you didn't like i like so one of the things i really enjoyed and i kept telling myself was i enjoyed the fact that this movie is based around the nonchalance of six is like <laughs> character yes he goes and does this amazing shit figures the shit out and then the dialogue is so dry it's like weird, regular conversations in the midst of even Chris Evans' character. They have these yeah. regular ass, really yeah. dry, nonchalant uh-huh. conversations after doing some wicked ass shit. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's kind of like you see Six and he says, yeah, well, I didn't know what anybody was expecting. Please don't make me get in the trunk of this car. After you just like blew up, you know? <laughs> I've and had a really long day. Enjoyed <laughs> yeah, it's like, I really, hey, what are you, a 42 long? Like, I, am, I kind of, I, <laughs> I thought that was fun. That dryness behind it. It, it, it did yeah. make it fun. The crazy lines from Chris Evan, who, I mean, just played a really good sociopath. Yeah, they said that at the beginning. And I think he, you know, he had no end. There was no. Yes, let's see if this thing fucks. I mean, there, he didn't have a limit. <laughs> he was willing to go to whatever lengths just to prove he was better than six. I mean, I thought that was kind of a cool. I mean, that was sort of his whole his whole undoing. The whole point of this movie was like, when is his ego gonna yeah. finally catch up yeah. with him? And I love that the payoff at the end was your ego got the better of you. Like you being a cocky asshole for the majority yeah. of this, thinking that you know what you're doing. Yeah, finally. Because, I mean, at this point, his fingers have been blown off. He has a burn on his back. And I'm pretty sure he's been shot somewhere else. But yet, even when you're weak, you're going to go, yeah, I got this guy. It's not a problem. That I thought was an interesting Well, And I think that, like, with Chris Evans playing Cap for a decade, like, I think that seeing him as this, like, outright 
bully is just it's nice it, it's enjoyable and he's it's so very much good so. at it yeah. like yeah. he's just would... so good at being bad yeah. I, yeah. I would, if i didn't know like the character not know if i wasn't familiar with the character of chris evans outside of set like how he's a good person everybody literally says the same thing about him right yeah yep. i would think that that's how chris evans if i saw him would act like yep. kind of like a hundred percent uh scott pilgrim like he kind of bought that character he was in in scott pilgrim to mm-hmm. life of a pompous dick a bully oh yeah um and that's kind of how i just was like oh no chris evans would act like that and then i don't know he just <laughs> did a really good job he did an awesome he did job. job he did the casting really was great in this i, I really enjoyed oh, the casting for 100%. especially for a netflix film i mean this is a all out yeah, Here's this was my good. question. Here's my question, y'all, real quick. I know we are an hour 22. Here's We're my good. question. After you've seen Day Shift and you've seen this movie, what do you think the formula or the deciding factor is to determine what becomes a movie in a theater and what stays on Netflix? Because I could see both of these movies in a theater. Day Shift would have flopped and it would have been considered a joke, but because it's on Netflix, I enjoyed it. Yeah. The gray man, I could see being in a theater. You would have I mean, to change. It was a few in theaters. Things. Oh, was it? It was. Yeah, oh, they I it released in theaters know. the Friday and Saturday before it released, like later that week oh, or something like yeah, that. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I just, you're good. Oh yeah, you're good. I guess I'd be interested to see how do you do a full theater run? How do you determine what's a Netflix film? How do you determine? Because everybody's a star, so that's I not mean, it. I think I think you almost have to like it's almost like apples to oranges a little bit with Netflix movies. Like I think like even within Netflix, they're showing that we don't necessarily have a consistent formula across the board. Mm -hmm. And I think you brought up a really good point when you all were talking about Day Shift, which is what happens if like you have big billers like Jamie Foxx and Dave and others but maybe you skimped on some of the like other like visuals or plot Mm. points like to make a complete story that's fun but maybe for a little bit of a lesser budget it feels like with this one i mean those scenes where things exploded and there was damage like a lot of that that caused money like that Mm. that was not that was that was not you know rendered later so i think i think that there's moments of this one at it and i go this is what happens. This is showing that even within Netflix, there are tiers and there are, yeah. there are certain standards. There's the like, eh, fun Jamie Foxx kind of action comedy thriller. Yeah. And then there's the bigger budget red notice Russo brothers extraction, yes. extraction sure. action movies. Yeah, sure. That's where you're seeing that. I think the one thing we haven't seen since the Irishman is they have not tried to touch a true like drama drama yet. Like they have not tried to say. I mean, Power I, of the Dog, kind of. I okay, would say. yeah, I forgot. I was I forgot also about thinking Power of the Dog. Kevin Hart's, uh, the one about his, um, the daughter, the child, fatherhood. Also, did not see that. So um, maybe, I mean, maybe that's. But even there, you know, again, it feels like there's difference even built into that stratification oh, sure. there too. So I think, I think there's, I think Netflix is showing we have tiers to the quality of content. Yeah. So if you want something a little bit poppy and a little bit more maybe lower budget. That's why you might watch Day Shift. But if you want something that is a little bit higher quality, you can come to us for everything. It's not I, just one type of thing. I do think I agree that Netflix wants to be that that 
And we've talked about this before. And I think with the new landscape, with what's happening with HBO Max and Discovery. is going to survive it all. I mean, like, imagine your Netflix getting all this bad press. You are you are laying off staff. You are also laying off people of color for the like the the specifically focused channels Mm -hmm. to reach people of color. Not a great Mm -hmm. look, Netflix. Uh, Not at all. You're also canceling some stuff. By the way, the stuff they canceled looks like pennies compared to what HBO Max is doing. Oh, yeah. And then out of nowhere, out of the blue sky Mm -hmm. comes the hammer to strike down HBO Max, which is arguably the best streaming service at that point in time in June of 2022. And then it's literally stripped for parts like machines tearing apart a car. And you're just Netflix sitting there like, well... like no one's talking about us like that anymore and i do think netflix is trying to be that streaming service that like yeah they're not going to have all the premium disney content no they're not always going to have the best franchise but it is going to be like the streaming service you don't drop and pick back up because there's always something there to watch i think also their partnership with sony will become important going forward too i agree i think I think their partnership with Sony is going to be like when they do have movies that they could have a theatrical release, they might try to leverage that partnership to say, would you be willing Sony to distribute it for us? Because these theaters aren't going to take that on in the long run. So they could try to see that partnership become more um, influential going forward. I would not have been mad if Morbius or Craven or this Spider-Man list universe would have been released on Netflix. Almost wouldn't have taken it as serious. Like I would have Great enjoyed point. it more if yeah. it was if it was if it was if it was streamed. Got it. And I think the other thing too is like you can already see the impact of it because as soon as Uncharted came to Netflix, oh, that thing God. was in the top ten for immediately. Although oh, I think it still might be now. Netflix still is, is doing this, so it take it with is. a grain of salt. They could yeah, be. You using read my stats. mind, Brian. You read my mind. <laughs> I mean, right? But yeah, like, if Netflix mind. is to be believed, Uncharted is a top ten movie for quite a while yeah. after. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I don't know. The Gray Man, the Gray Man definitely feels like they're trying to start this franchise. And it yeah. definitely feels like they're trying to make a big, like a big splash into the summer arena. But um yeah, and and most of it, most of it works. I'm gonna say that most of it yeah. works. I no, do kind of sure. wish I, I could have seen this in a theater, but again, I love the convenience of being able to pop my own popcorn and have a beer and watch this on my couch, yeah. which was a ton of fun. Yeah. My good. my uh my backlights on my TV loved this movie with all the colors. Oh god, yeah, it was yeah. incredible. Oh, especially yeah, especially during that airplane scene. I bet oh, that yeah. was a oh, kaleidoscope was of fun. That was good. Yeah, it was. So was so was um the other movie too with all the blood and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Day Shift. Um Very red. Yeah. Gentlemen, anything that you all have to say about Day Shift or uh or the Gray Man? Two different tones, two different I mean, vibes. Very much so. But there's something. I mean, I think there's something there in both movies for whatever vibe you're feeling. Like if you want a day where you want something that's a little bit more laid back, chill, you ain't got to really pay attention to. Just switch on day shift. Absolutely. If you want like to embrace yourself in an adventure and some lore where you know maybe you'll get a sequel, maybe you'll learn more about the Sierra program and where there are other Sierras. <laughs> I think you can watch. I think you can watch the Gray Man also just being part of a fun ride where you get to see Chris Evans and you want to see some shit blow up. Like yeah. there's yeah. something in both movies that you can enjoy. For I mean, sure. from like a value perspective, like these are both 
like each of these movies is worth a month of Netflix. Oh, yeah. Like yes. for the for the price you're paying per month, like yeah, it's it's worth you know it's worth the subscription fee for Gray Man in July. It's worth it for Day Shift in August. Like and that's at least that's how I like budget some of the stuff when yep. I'm doing streaming services of what to keep or what to put on pause. And it's like Netflix once a month putting something out there that I'm going to watch. So that I, that, that fits for me. Later. It was, it was good. I for feel that. like Netflix is in a game of, uh, we'll wait. It's yeah, like yeah. one of those, like, Oh, okay. Like y'all talking shit. And I know you're not approving <laughs> of every move we're making and all this other stuff. Well, but honestly, they they might survive the storm that's because how, that's HBO how they've Max outlasted just, everybody. I mean, think about how many everybody. think about how many other competitors have rose and then simultaneously yeah. fall yeah. based off of, but they've been able to stay the same. I mean, I remember when HBO didn't have HBO Max. That was just the HBO yeah. Go app. They oh outlasted, my god, they outlasted that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only other thing that's kind of stuck around it. Oh, Amazon Prime. Yes. And they just changed their. Um, they just updated their. Uh, what do you uh, call it? their home screen dashboard? Their dashboard. Oh, okay. Yeah. They okay. just kind of they just changed it over, so they're doing something for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 well, and I think it's going to get really weird, really fast with the Discovery stuff it and the is. Disney stuff because Disney's got so many franchises locked down that. But people, are, it'll but be but interesting to see how Netflix. That, people are mad about that. People are mad about that increase in price, Brian. Like people are not happy that I, that has gone up. So, but I don't think that's going to make no. anybody cancel it. Honestly, no. like they're going to grumble, point. but they'll be like, if you have to. Well, and I think we're in a weird spot now where Netflix can be this like scrappy alternative, which has not been the case. But Netflix can be like, hey, we're like making our own franchises over here. Like, yeah, you can go over to Disney and like Star Wars and Marvel there. They've been there for decades. But like, we're going to do Sandman. Like, never seen that before. Like, you want to see, you know, like all these other franchises that they make. I'm totally blanking on the one of like the school for like good and bad witches or magical creatures. Like they're trying to do that. Like it's just, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you both for breaking Uh, down those with me. It was outstanding. Uh, what do you all have to plug this week? Marcus, um, follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. (laughs) Noah, uh, continue to just stay on the path that you're on. You know what? Today wasn't a great day mentally for work. I had a great day outside of work. I was in a great mood, but work, you know, I felt like I could do a little bit more. So guess what I'm going to do tomorrow? A little bit more, a little bit more step by step. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. time. Awesome. Thank you so much for that insight. That's also very, very helpful. Uh, (laughs) Brian, what do you got? Uh, Check out the love nerds.com. Look, there's recipes. You know the deal. That. There's a it's a lifestyle blog. Good design. You want shirts? There's shirts there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have I don't have any anything like Marcus just just talked about. But um, <laughs> but yeah, enjoy. Look, enjoy these last few weeks of summer. They're, they're gonna go by fast. And uh, after that, it's all downhill with the. Well, I mean, like it's it's fast. Like it's fast downhill. Not like downhill. Like You know, you're going down the hill. You're like, oh, I can't stop running because I'm having yeah. so much fun. And the bass keep running, running, running. running. Rowan would like to know if he can find Thanksgiving <laughs> decorations. Thanksgiving decoration ideas on the Love Nerds. Roman, I love you. I love you, man. Um, I don't think so, but you know, uh, there's probably.
bring to Thanksgiving, and that's what you got to think of right, right. now. If yeah. If you're already thinking that far ahead, don't think that far ahead. Don't take it off your brain. You don't need to think that far ahead. Give your brain a break. Buck the system that keeps you spending money before you even have it on shit you don't need. So just let's, and, let's and see if that's you book. don't like. And let's just see if this thing fucks. Like let's, just broadly across life. Yeah, if you're curious, you want to try something new, you shout, let's see if this thing fucks. Hop on your horse and ride into the sunset. That's my advice. Uh, more importantly, support this podcast, y'all. Uh, leave us a review. Recommend us to your friends. Just keep sending love. We absolutely appreciate it. Um, but we have a three-step process to success. I want and the I, last one. I want Brian to give us his first key to success. Brian, what do you got? Read a book. <laughs> read a book. Because some... I, yeah, read, read a book. You're going to learn things that you didn't know before. Like, like yeah, read a book. It'll make you interesting great. at a party. There you go, Brian. Thanks, Brian. You gotta Look, for a new year, live your life with a full, uh, full level of hydration. It's important. It'll take you there. Uh, just, uh, just be sure to uh, drink some water. Marcus, take us home. Number three, make sure you drink some water. Nobody wants to fuck you if you ain't drinking water. Okay? You are a walking hazard. Okay? You stink. Sometimes you just gotta soak yourself. Yeah. Walk, walk. Showers ain't enough sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta sit your ass down yeah. and just soak. That's right. And that's okay. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. Um, thank you all for uh, participating in this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We'll be back next week. Um, and But in between now and then, take care of yourself. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll catch y'all next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.